Hi, everybody. For our final episode of 2021, we're wrapping up our OG check-in series. It's been so cool to catch up with so many OGs and hearing them reflect on their experiences from this past year. Today, I'm checking in with OG Odalis. Odalis' episode aired on November 2nd, 2020. Here's a clip. Everyone in the house had issues with my grandma. Every time I talked to my mom about my grandmother's behavior and the arguments that we would get into, she would just try to pacify the situation. She just encouraged me to, to respect my elders. And I feel like a lot of that came from uh, Marianismo, the, the idea, you know, that you have to, um, that you have to sacrifice her family, especially when the arguments were extremely out of hand. My dad would have a stern talk with her and voices would be raised and she would end up going into her room and slamming the door, like almost like a child. It was like the, their roles were reversed. In her original episode, Odalis talked about how toxic one of her grandmothers was to her and her brother when they were growing up. She told us she was just beginning to process the emotional abuse she had endured. So for our OG check-in, I wanted to hear how the journey had been going for her so far. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Odalis. My pronouns are she, her. I originally came on the show to talk about a toxic family member, my grandmother. What has happened since we spoke? The last time we spoke, she was pretty ill. She was in the hospital. Uh, She got released and then soon after she had to go back to the hospital and she actually passed in November of 2020. I'm so sorry. Um, I have a note here from our producer that coincidentally, she passed away the same day that your original episode aired. (sighs) Yeah, it's true. It was in a way healing because... Doing the podcast episode really brought up a lot of feelings and thoughts that I had never really um, taken the time to process. Mm. So when it came out, I was able to kind of listen back to it and sort of be reminded of all the mixed feelings I had about my relationship with her. It was stuff that was there and it was dormant and I didn't realize how much of an impact it was having on my current relationships. So yeah, definitely talking about it and and putting it out there, it really, just recapping everything really helped kind of set the tone for the healing that I've been doing ever since she passed. What has that healing looked like? What have you done differently? What have you started to put in place to help you heal? It really, since those feelings bubbled up, I needed someone to help me process. So I went into therapy. Uh, She was the last like relative that I still have ties with that is a blood relative or was a blood relative of my father's. He passed back in 2011. So. it was, it was something that I knew I needed. 
So did you feel as you were starting to process her death and also her impact on you after the episode, did you feel conflicted? Did you feel guilty? Like, I'm really interested because some people might have experienced that as a relief. Some people might have experienced it as feeling guilty because they spoke about this person in such an open way. Where was your head at when when this all happened? At first, I really did feel what you said. I felt elated. Just, oh, this weight, you know, she's resting, I'm resting. We can, you know, we have time away from each other now where I can heal. And then, you know, of course, it's like a whole mixed bag of feelings, right? Because there were moments where she did try to connect with me, not in the ways that I wanted to or that I... I we spoke very different love languages, right? So we never, we were kind of like ships passing in the night in a way, like trying to connect, but not knowing how. And so I started like looking at her past and kind of like saying, okay, well, she did the best she could with, with the childhood that she was given, the parents that she was given. When she was living, you know, it was just hard to see past all the negative things that were there between us. The history was was too fresh. The wound was way too fresh. So after she passed, I was able to like look at more like the positive aspects that I took from my relationship with her and the positive moments that we had together, which honestly weren't that many. Would you say that you've forgiven her? I don't know. I don't know. I still feel like that's a journey I'm on right now because I'm still dealing with all the all the repercussions of the damage she's done to me. So it's not just me, but my family and my brother, like we were all so affected. You know, we're still, uh, my brother and I are still kind of like, can you believe like she did all that to us and we made it? It's kind of like survivors, like this pride of like surviving our childhood with someone so toxic. And I don't know that I've forgiven her yet. I can say I am closer to it than I was when we first spoke. So it's something you would like to have happen at some point. I mean, I feel like anyone holding on to resentments or anything like that, it does weigh on you. And I have to say that it does still weigh on me. The weight is lighter. And I do hope to one day just be free of it. Uh, One of the things that I haven't tried yet in the healing process that my therapist recommended was to go to ACOA meetings, adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's At first I was like, yeah, but my parents didn't abuse of substances. My grandmother didn't. I don't understand. And she's like, no, no, it's also for dysfunctional families. They help you kind of break down the dynamics that didn't work for you in your childhood and help you create new dynamics. So that's something that's on my, I guess, to do my my list of healing. To explore. Exactly, exactly. So... What have you learned about yourself in this process? I never, I never realized how my relationship with my grandmother and my father's relationship with his mom, who's, you know, my grandmother, 
I never realized how their dynamics and my relationship with my grandmother actually affected my current relationships. In my work with my therapist, I, uh, she actually highlighted something that I didn't even see. It was um, that I'm creating a lot of friendships now. And even in my relationship with my husband, I'm learning to relate in a more healthy, open fashion to the people around me. And that's kind of like me healing my old relationships. So my my last question is, on the show, we hear from experts this term familismo, the notion that Latinos put family first and above everything else, that there are pressures and expectations and modes of behavior that everybody tries to adhere to. And definitely sort of like having a toxic matriarch is part of the course in familismo. And it has a generational impact the way that you and your brother have felt it. Have you thought about what the trajectory might be for your extended family now that she's completely out of the picture? It's a very, very valid question and something that I've been processing myself. How is... I guess her legacy, what she's kind of left behind, how is that going to affect the family dynamics going forward in my own family? It's, I got to say, it's really difficult because I've had to break a lot of bad habits, a lot of toxic dynamics that were going on in my family. It's going to take a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Uh, I have a daughter, so. I'm trying to, you know, encourage her to be kind and be happy for others when they succeed and communicate openly and honestly and, you know, all things that I didn't have in my family growing up, right? We couldn't communicate openly because we would risk explosions, right? Emotional outbursts or just fights that would escalate to yelling and all that stuff. And my husband is on the same page. Like we take the time to, you know, in terms of healing those relationships with the females in my life and kind of passing that on to my daughter. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, catty and jealousy and toxicity. And, you know, we're encouraging her to to be open and just speak out if she's feeling a certain way and also relate to others in just like kind, positive ways. That's really fantastic. I'm so proud of you for doing all this work. This is not easy stuff to do. No, it's been tough. (laughs) I'm so thankful that you came back to the show. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Juleka. Thanks for taking the time. Odalis's original episode is called When Family Small Hurts, and you can find it in our feed and on our website. We've also linked to it in the episode notes. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing us. On behalf of the entire How to Talk to Mommy and Papi team, we wish you the happiest, healthiest, love-filled new year of all. 
How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of LWC Studios. Virginia Lora is the show's producer. Kojin Tashiro is our mixer. Manuela Bedoya is our social media editor. I'm the creator, Juleka Lantigua. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. Please follow us and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Bye, everybody. Same place next week and next year. <laughs>